This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. People don't have perspective. The average person has no perspective. They live in a world of perception, how they perceive the world around them. Most individuals, at least that's what we learn at CIA, individuals live with a frame of reference around themselves. They're the center of the movie. They're the star of the show. They're the center of the universe. That is an inherently human thing to do because humans in our evolutionary process and the pink matter that is our brains, we're always worried about survival. What CIA taught me was a better way of explaining what reality actually is. And reality is that 98% of human beings are trapped in their own perception. So the 2% that live in the real world that have perspective, they are able to manipulate the perception of everybody else. Oh boy, how's it going everybody? Welcome back to the show. It's time for another episode of the Politics and Punk Rock Podcast. I'm your host, Andrew for America. And that, my friends, was Mr. Andrew Bustamante, former CIA operative, podcaster, and all-around intelligent dude, telling you, my fellow Americans that 98% of people live in their own world based on their own perception, their sensory experience, where the world, they are the center of it. They're the center of the world. Difficult to look into the minds of other people, difficult for them to peel back the onion, pull back the curtain, read between the lines, understand when they are being mind-controlled, mind-fucked, mind-manipulated by CIA propaganda. <laughs> Fed to us through their buddies and their cronies at the mainstream media news outlets. And this is why I say you need to go to alternative media to find anything resembling honest reporting, investigative journalism, and truth these days. And uh, what Andrew Bustamante just said to us about the majority of people tells me that the audience of this podcast is going to probably remain relatively small compared to the audience of other more generalized uh, subject matter podcast, uh, podcasters and podcasts rather other, other people are going to grow their audiences much more than mine because the people, the small few, the 2% out there that probably even understand half of the shit I talk about on this podcast, 
you guys are my loyal listeners. You guys are are waiting for every new episode to come out. My Spotify uh, analytics from the previous year showed me that my not only has my show listenership doubled since the last year, but uh, the type of listener that listens to my show are loyal listeners that can't wait for the new episode to come out. And then you guys absorb it, and then you wait and you hang on uh, at the edge of your seat for the next show to come out. And I love you guys so much. You guys are my people and my fellow Americans, and I love you guys for coming back and listening to my show all the time. With every new episode, you're there, ready to rock, uh, in the club, on my team. We're walking down this road called life together. And there's only 2% of us, people. You are part of the 2, and dare I say 3%, (laughs) of the population that cares, knows, and is willing to think about and take action on certain big picture topics. Intelligent truth seekers that love punk rock music and have an earnest desire to save the world. That is the tagline for this show. So if you are a down since day one listener, if you're a new listener that loves listening to each episode, take a minute, pat yourself on the back, and congratulate yourself for being part of a very small percentage of all people that even have the brain capacity to process the topics and concepts I talk about on this show. You live in a world of perspective. You have it. You know it. You seek it out to get more of it. Perspective is like drugs to people like us. Seeing something from a new angle, taking the role of the other, exercising social psychology, I just bought a couple books, people. <laughs> Don't worry, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you what these books are, but it's going to sound kind of sinister. No, I don't have any nefarious plans uh, for reading these books, but I am kind of interested in what they teach. The first one is called Read People Like a Book by Patrick King. How to analyze, understand, and predict people's emotions, thoughts, intentions, and behaviors. And here's the the tagline on the back, the little uh, book overview. Speed read people, decipher body language, detect lies, and understand human nature. Is it possible to analyze people without them saying a word? Yes, it is. Learn how to become a mind reader and forge deep connections. How to get inside people's heads without them knowing it. Read People Like a Book isn't a normal book on body language of facial expressions. This book is more about understanding human psychology and nature. We uh, we are who we are because of our experiences and pasts, and this guides our habits and behaviors more than anything else. That reminds me of the book Atomic Habits that you all should read that I've talked about on this show before. Take a look inside yourself and others. Understand the subtle signals that you are sending out and increase your emotional intelligence. Patrick King is an internationally best-selling author and social skills coach. 
His writing draws uh, from a variety of sources, scientific research, academic experience, coaching, and real-life experiences. So that's a book I'm going to check out. And then here's the other one, Dark Psychology and Manipulation. Discover 40 Covert Emotional Manipulation Techniques, Mind Control, and Brainwashing. (laughs) Learn how to analyze people, uh, NLP, Secret and Science of Persuasion Technique to Influence Anyone by William Cooper. And this book says on the back, do you want to learn how to use dark psychology to get what you really want from people without them even knowing it? Do you want to learn to defend yourself against emotional and mind manipulation? In this book, I will provide you with all the knowledge and strategies you need to learn dark psychology, emotional manipulation, and the process of mind control, teaching you how to discover deception and protect yourself from brainwashing Discover the secrets that will make you a master manipulator. People. (laughs) Sounds sinister and evil, doesn't it? But it's not. I want to learn how to be as good of a manipulator as you ladies out there. (laughs) I want to know what CIA is teaching their operatives about mind control and mind manipulation and brainwashing. And these words conjure up a lot of different thoughts and emotions for people. And a lot of you, a lot of those 98% of people that only live through their perception, they have no concept of perspective or big picture thinking. Those are the people that CIA mind controls and manipulates and brainwashes through the propaganda and the mainstream media like I've been talking about on this podcast since when? You know, episode one. And I don't know if I should uh, cry or laugh and smile about the fact that 98% of most people cannot even grasp the type of stuff we podcasters in the truther conspiratorial realm, the investigative journalism and research and reporting realm. Uh, That's, I don't know. I don't know how that makes me feel. How do we wake up and make 98% of the population smarter, better, more aware, more connected, more knowledgeable, uh, less narcissistic and selfish and uh, entitled and, you know, the people with this holier-than-thou attitude and they have absolutely no skills or uh, accomplishments or achievements to justify their lofty self uh, view of themselves, you know? Um, so yeah, I'm going to read about this stuff because I want to know, I want to know what kind of techniques these intelligence communities are utilizing on me, you, definitely the 98% of the population that can't deal with this stuff or understand it. I still am just baffled. I keep hitting you with those statistics because I can't believe it's only 2% of people that are on our level, my fellow Americans. I'm singing your praises right now if you're a listener to my show because you are part of this 2 or 3% of people that not only get it but are willing to do something about it if push came to shove. 
So I just wanted to say my hat's off to you. Thanks for being here. And let's move on. Uh, Andrew Bustamante, by the way, I forget the name of his podcast, but this guy's stuff is absolute fire. You got to go check uh, out his content. Uh, I saw him on an interview with uh, Patrick Bet David on his show and uh, loved the conversation. And speaking of Patrick Bet David and his show people, he recently had on Libertarian Tupac, uh, alleged candidate running for president of these United States of America on the Libertarian ticket, Mr. Dave Smith. And Dave ran a take by the audience recently on the Patrick Bet David show that blew me away. It blew Patrick uh, Bet David away. Uh, Dave Smith got a round, uh, round of applause for this hot take that he dropped on this show, and I have to play it for you. Here we go. Take a listen to the man hit you upside the head with some truth, knowledge, and wisdom. Here we go. And this is why Barack Obama is elected, because he was the most anti-George W. Bush thing that people could think of, right? And then Obama comes in and continues all of the Bush policies after running on, I'm going to repeal all of these policies. And then, oh, and, and look, there was a pivot. It was right, it was in 2012, okay? It was when Obama was running for re-election. And what did Obama come out and say for his re-election campaign? Did he come out and say, hey, look, remember I told you I would close Guantanamo Bay? And I did it. No, he couldn't say that. Did he say I ended the war in Iraq? Nope. No, he couldn't say that. Did he say we're not torturing people anymore? Did he say we're not dropping, but no, in fact, by this point in 2012, not only had Obama continued the war in Iraq and Afghanistan. He had also launched a stupid regime change war in Libya. He was starting to fund a civil war in Syria. And he, uh, well, he had the drone bomb campaigns in Yemen and Pakistan. So what did he say? He's got this base of liberals who he hasn't done anything that he promised. So what did he say? I'm for gay marriage. I'm the first right. president who's ever been for gay marriage. And they put the White House up with the pl pride flag colors. And if you go look at it, this was, this was a concerted effort from the top. You can go look. There are these nexus charts where you can map out words in major publications. I'm not talking about mom and pop news outlets. I'm talking about the New York Times, the Washington Post, like the big dogs. Go track how many times the word racism was mentioned. And around 2012, it shoots up. Yep. Social justice shoots up. Transgenderism shoots up. White privilege shoots up. This was forced on the American people. Why are we having these conversations now? No, the people did not wake up one day and decide we want to have a national conversation about chicks with dicks. That didn't happen. This wasn't an organic movement. It was all of the most powerful people decided, this is what we're gonna talk about. And why was that? Because it's the perfect, look, when you're failing on policy, you pivot to a culture war. Yep. You pit people yep. against each other, so they're fighting each other. Yep. We had in this country, we had an Occupy Wall Street movement where leftists were standing outside of big banks screaming, we are the 99%. Right-wingers had a populist movement called the Tea Party, where yep. they were outraged about the bailouts of big banks, yep. unsustainable debt, government spending. They don't like that. That's not what the powers that be like. You're getting too close. Look, they like you fighting about issues like abortion. Now, I'm not saying abortion isn't a very important issue. It's a very important issue. But the, us fighting about that issue doesn't scare anyone at the Federal Reserve. 
It doesn't scare anyone in the CIA. They don't care if you fight about that issue. They love you fighting over transgender bathrooms. Yep. They have no, and you can see this every day. They're stoking this culture war because they have to, to distract from the fact that they completely failed on everything else. That everything in the 20th century so far for America, politically speaking, has been a disaster. It's what like distracting people with a submarine. Huh? They distract you with the submarine, but all the issues stories are going like that. They well. love stories like that. Yeah. CNN loves an airplane crashing. They love yeah. something where it'll get clicks and no powerful people will be upset about it. If they actually loved real stories that just got clicks, there's a lot of stories that get clicked. They've been passing them up for years. It's part of the reason why shows like this, shows why Joe, like Joe Rogan, are taken off. Because they can run stories. Hey, do you think that like people getting vaccine injured is not a story that would generate a lot of views? For CNN, the vaccine that the government just mandated has hurt all of these people. That's a huge story. Why won't they run it? Because all their commercials are freaking pharmaceutical companies. Yep. They don't want to piss off powerful interests. So they're not in the game of that. So they have to create something for you to be afraid of. You know, right. white supremacist terrorism is everywhere. You know, like we talked about with the tyrants, big pharma. Oh yeah, right? we huge, say this. We, we talk about this on podcasts all the time, right, Pat? There's two countries in that the world. Rant that rant was. I, listen, I'm still on that. That rant, was amazing. Man. That was. It makes some noise for a day, yeah. man. I was unbelievable on what it was. was makes some noise for Thank a day, you. you know. Yeah, I agree. Make some noise for Dave Smith, people. I would vote for him for president of the United States every time, every day of the week, twice on Sunday. The guy hits home run after home run after home run with his takes on politics and culture and society. And where have you heard that stuff that he just talked about before? Sam Winchester and I have talked about a lot of this stuff. Go back and listen to One Foot In, One Foot Out, and according to Sam and Andrew for America, those episodes, me and Sam go over this stuff. Go check out Punk Anarchy and the State of the World with uh, Adam, the first man, me and Adam. Two different occasions have had conversations about this stuff, the stoking of the culture war, the bullshit that the propaganda feeds to the 98% of perception-driven uh, imbeciles, in my opinion, and... It, it, I mean, it's just further validation of the stuff that I've been spitting on this show since I started this podcast, people. Dave Smith's out there co-signing on all of it. There's many other podcasters and, and people out there that are starting to come around and understand that a very small handful of us have been right about this shit and continue to be right about this shit. And still even with the knowledge that there are podcasters and news outlets, news pundits, talking heads, whatever, out there that are getting it right more often than not. And still, even with that knowledge of that availability of information out there for the average person to seek out and discover, still, probably only 2 or 3% of you are going to seek out and listen to and enjoy and learn from and understand content like mine and podcasts like mine, like this, where we talk about smart people shit and we talk about the realities of this world. Um, speaking of Obama, <laughs> uh, Dave Smith kicked this clip off talking about Obama. Have you heard the guy? that recently came out and said, I performed oral sex on Barack Obama. I forget the guy's name, but he was recently interviewed talking about how he sucked Obama's dick. 
And that further uh, feeds the conspiracy theory that that he's uh, with Michelle and Michelle's actually Michael and maybe Michael used to be a dude or still is a dude. Apparently he had some uh, twig and bear. She had some twigs and berries shaken when she was dancing in that green dress on the Ellen show. I don't know if you guys have seen that. There's been a few questionable things with Michelle. A lot of people are saying, I think there was a couple podcasters that actually put out a challenge for, I'll give you money. I'll give you a reward if you can find pictures of Michelle Obama being pregnant ever. And some people make the argument that these uh, people that the Obama family is affiliated with are actually Sasha and Malia's biological parents and that Barack and Michelle are not. And they make the argument that they can't be Sasha and Malia's parents because they both have dicks. <laughs> Who got pregnant? Who's got the womb in this relationship? <laughs> I don't know if any of that stuff's true. That sounds like harebrained craziness, conspiracy theory, obviously. But those stories are out there circulating. And who knows? Maybe that's CIA mind control focused for partisanship. Maybe the intelligence community comes up with right-wing news, media, talking points, and news stories. And maybe they also come up with left-wing news stories talking points yada yada etc etc people i've been talking about this exact same concept and this has been my recurring point on this show for the past three years of the politics and punk rock podcast and guess what i was right about this shit the entire time like i've said recently I'm not getting a lot of stuff wrong, people. And again, that's not me stroking my ego. There's a few of us in the podcasting community that are putting in the work. Researching, reading, learning, and hence growing, thriving, and achieving. And let's take a moment and give thanks to whatever God it is you pray to that you, me, all of us that are down since day one or loyal new listeners of the Politics and Punk Rock podcast. We are smart. Uh, I'm sorry. We are, yes, we are smart. But we are part of a small, what I, is what I was going to say, group of people that have a pretty big responsibility on our shoulders, people. I've heard in the past that they say that in times of war and uprising and revolution, only 3 to 4% of the population, or whatever, 3% of the population, um, are willing to take up arms and actually form militia groups and are willing to fight tyrannical government. And apparently, those 3% of people have been the group of people that have actually done some damage and made some headway and achieved revolutionary goals. So if you feel like a loner, like an outcast, like somebody that is shunned uh, from society, you feel uh, misunderstood, you feel like you can't have conversations on the level that we have here on this show with just anybody, with the average everyday person out in society, 
I know exactly how you feel. I've been living like that for the past 20 years of my life. Intelligent people are uh, doomed to be hermits. We're doomed to be, uh, you know, the the Merlin magicians trying to uh, read and learn and conjure up fucking uh, demons and spirits and maybe transmit, transmutate gold and, uh, you know, whatever, coal into gold or whatever the fuck the alchemism thing was. Uh, you know, the Freemasonic Brotherhood of Men. Who knows? Maybe maybe there is some good uh, as well as evil that goes on within those groups. Maybe they're just part of that 3% people. Maybe the secret societies are part of that 2 to 3% of people that are smart enough and capable of talking about these big brain concepts and topics. Interesting perspective, don't you think? Not interesting perception. Perception doesn't seem so interesting to me these days, but perspective is exactly what I am very interested in, and I hope you are too. Let's hit a commercial, and I'll be right back. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, people, welcome back to the show. Um, I want to play another clip real quick. Uh, this is Andrew Bustamante again, and he makes an interesting uh, offering. And if you've been listening to my last episodes uh, where I was talking about some personal stuff and relationships and um, maybe having trauma from the past, and that's why uh, our behavior manifests in certain ways when we get older because we may have unresolved childhood trauma um, and what he says about people with uh, early childhood trauma in this clip is very interesting and surprisingly promising oddly take a listen lessons that you get at CIA one of the first lessons they tell you is that there's a strong connection an empirical connection between childhood trauma and high achievement. That the science is out there, I've looked it up on my own, the, the connection is extraordinary. That people who, who experience the right amount of childhood trauma, the right amount being enough that you had to prove something, but not so much that you had to adopt external coping mechanisms, right? Whoa, well said, like drugs. Correct, drugs. Addictions to pornography, mm. uh, substance abuse, sub submitting yourself to the authority of others, right? Like, there's a certain amount of trauma that's the right amount of trauma that turns you into this high achiever. You always have to win something because you're trying to win favor, win attention, win rewards, win glory, win something. 
So you're always achieving, you're always driving yourself towards something, but it's not because you were born with drive. It's because some part of your childhood, those formative years, taught you that by achieving, you will be rewarded. There it is, people. Apparently the right amount, the correct amount, whatever that amount is, however you measure that, I'm not sure. But apparently the correct amount of childhood trauma turns you into a high achiever. And those books that I talked about in the previous segment, the How to Read People Like a Book and the Dark Psychology book, talks about that actually, about how trauma uh, can be a motivating factor in uh, curiosities, high achieving, um, people that have obsessive compulsive or maybe narcissistic tendencies, um, anxious, avoidant, abandonment issues people. I'm an abandonment issue person. Uh, I have anxious attachment. I talked about that in my last episode. So that's all stuff we should start looking at, we 2 to 3% of people that have perspective and can learn about the world and about ourselves on a level that is much more so than others. Maybe you are like me. Maybe you had some unresolved childhood trauma that turned you into a high-achieving person as an adult. I find that to be quite interesting. There's apparently empirical evidence that points to this again and again and again, says former CIA operative Andrew Bustamante. So I just wanted to share that. I thought that was very interesting. And also in the first segment, uh, when I was playing that Dave Smith clip for you, he mentioned in that clip uh, why podcasters like Joe Rogan and some of us others are blowing up and getting big because nobody uh, has any faith or trust or hope in the mainstream media propagandists uh, anymore. And for very good reasons. Very, very good reasons. We, we've had over 20 years, we've had about a generation's worth of people uh, witness the lies and the deception and how much the big moneyed interests pull the strings and feed the stories and the CIA feed the stories and manipulate your minds. That's why people are going to alternative media. That's why a lot of you are here right now listening to me and others like me. And I'm sure we all appreciate your being here very much. But he mentioned something about Joe Rogan in that previous clip. Dave Smith did. And in the spirit of Joe Rogan, I want to share a recent clip that Joe Rogan uh, ran by his audience on his show lately that, I mean, I swear to God, Joe Rogan gets it. Dave Smith gets it. There are a lot of us that get it, people. And here we go. Listen to Joe Rogan hit this take out of the park, just like Dave Smith did with his take in the previous segment. These guys are hitting takes out of the park. Go listen to these guys. Feel however you want to feel about Joe Rogan and Dave Smith and people like that. Your Jordan Petersons, your your David Goggins, your Jocko Willinks, your your masculine, intelligent guys that are using logic and reason and rational thought uh, to help you understand and navigate this world of bullshit and propaganda. The people that are going to survive in the 21st century are the people that can unlearn the bullshit they have been taught. 
I think there was a meme of that. I probably shared on my social medias not too long ago, if I'm not mistaken. But anyway, I'm going to shut up. Here's Joe Rogan. Take a listen to this. When people wake up enough to at least slow it down. It's so high. Because these yeah. people are pushing in a very obvious and very specific direction. They want digital currency, centralized digital currency that yep. they control. And they want to get everybody on a social credit score system. Yep. They're probably connected to some sort of a vaccine app. Or if you want to travel around. All they would need is another pandemic to try to push that shit through. Yep. And they're already talking about that. Yep. It's very spooky. Because when you look into the history of this this lab and, and them funding it and this getting out and the, the way they responded to it, the whole thing is so scary because it was effective. It was effective and very, very financially effective. I mean, yep. they made a lot of fucking money. 20 yeah. to 1 return, and Bill Gates said. they could do something similar again and then clamp down more on people, that's yep. what scares me. This this talk of centralized digital currency, that's what they have in China. If they if you fuck up in China and you get a bad social credit score because you tweeted something they didn't like, what? Now you can't buy a plane ticket. Now you can't buy a car. Yeah. Now you, now you can't get a loan. Now you can't do something. You you step the fucking line and people self-censor because mm-hmm. they don't want to be a part of that. And now they got you. Yep. Here we know that the the government was involved in silencing different voices. You know they stopped that Hunter Biden laptop story from getting out before the election. It's just. It's so obviously dirty shit. <laughs> That's what we call a home run, my fellow Americans. It's obviously dirty shit. Obviously is the key word there. And if you don't think that it's obvious at this point, you might be a part of the 98%. You might be a useless eater, if you will. I'm trying, you guys. I'm, I'm, I've been trying. I've been trying to wake up the 98% on this podcast. But shows like mine, I feel like, are just becoming an echo chamber. We're all talking to each other and exploring our research and learning new things from each other. It's great. We're guesting on each other's shows. We're having great conversations. We're learning lots of new stuff all the time. It's great. But I feel like only 2 to 3% of people are participating. If Andrew Bustamante is correct. It makes me ask myself, why should I keep trying? Maybe I should just shut up and live my life, create my businesses, learn mind control and manipulation and brainwashing techniques, and go out into the world and into the society and manipulate my surroundings to increase my own standard of living but not have the best intention of the whole in mind, which is where the term reason comes from. And this concept comes right out of the book The Sane Society by Eric Fromm. You guys have heard me talk about this multiple times now. The difference between reason and intelligence. And it's the same... uh, argument between human intelligence and knowledge and artificial intelligence. Not a lot of reason uh, with the artificial intelligence robots because they don't have a soul. They don't have a human soul. They won't have the best intentions of the whole in mind. Maybe, maybe the best intentions of just their robot uh, counterparts, but possibly complete disregard for humans and if that 
science fiction movie comes to fruition, you know what I'm talking about. That's called The Matrix, where we become batteries for the machines. Anyway, I digress. Uh, but uh, round of applause for Dave Smith and Joe Rogan for recently absolutely destroying uh, any naysayer or skeptic that claims that these gentlemen are incorrect in any way with these two takes. Show me some evidence that points me in the opposite direction, and maybe I won't think so highly of these takes. But reminds me a lot of me, and I like what I'm hearing. I like that people that are way, way, way more popular than I are getting similar information out to their listenership. I'm glad that Joe Rogan is talking about stuff like that on his show where millions upon millions upon millions of people are getting that message. Much more people are getting his messaging than the mainstream media is reaching. Although the mainstream media has all the great contracts. It's on all the TVs at the airport. It's on all the TVs and all the bars and restaurants around the country. Very uh, good um, location, I guess. Is, is their power in that realm. Like, even if only uh, under a million people of listener, or I'm sorry, of viewership will actually watch the mainstream media if those reports are and those polls are still accurate. But it's almost being forced down your throat because of how much um, scale they have. I mean, you can't walk into a building, a public building that has a television set on, and not see news or sports or the like, right? The propaganda is in your face all the time, never ending, 24-7, bombarding you with stimuli that is both uh, subliminally and directly affecting your mind and how you think and what you think about things. They have patents on this stuff. The television set has a patent. I've talked about it a million times, you guys. This stuff is fact. This isn't conspiracy theory. <laughs> it's facts. I'm sorry. Let's move on. This next clip I'm going to play for you blew my mind, and it makes so much sense. And in the spirit of talking about trauma and depression and living in the past and not being able to get over the fucked up shit that happened to all of us in our lives, that... Uh, over time has turned us into high-functioning people. Maybe we have uh, mental disorders from it, and I don't know if mental disorders are even a good way to put it. I think that might be propaganda from Big Pharma uh, into getting into our heads because I was uh, listening to this guy talk about the old ways the other day. I think it was an Asian guy. I think I might have the clip, actually. But he was talking about, you know, warriors in the past didn't have depression or or all this stuff because they weren't sedentary. Their entire life was movement and and fight or flight and trying to protect uh, the, their family and their, their clan or whatever. And, you know, you didn't have that back in the day because people lived more naturally and less sedentary and less artificial. And I love that idea because I believe it to be true. Like, I, I think that everybody that has a quote-unquote mental disorder can overcome it 
with proper training and with proper perspective. <laughs> uh, I could be naive uh, when I say something like that. I know some traumas are probably much more um, difficult to overcome than others. Uh, same thing with people's vices I talked about in a previous show, where some people only have one vice, some people have multiple vices, and it, it really is a mind over matter game in all of those situations. You have to choose. You have to recreate your brain's chemistry in some way. You have to think greater than your emotions. You have to think on a higher level than just what you're feeling from time to time. Emotions pass. But having consistent, principled thought is the key to perspective, people. And what I'm about to play for you blew my mind. This is the second most highlighted excerpt of any book on Kindle. It's from a book called Becoming Supernatural by Dr. Joe Dispenza. And listen very carefully to what this man is saying in this clip. He's making the argument that our traumas and our depression and our living in the past mentality, uh, this unresolved lack of closure from prior events that we become quote-unquote addicted to, in some weird, strange way. Like, this guy makes the argument that we want our, our brain chemistry and our body seeks out that that um, dopamine hit or that, that fear response or that shame response or whatever that they f uh, remember from the past. And because of that, you need to be more clear of thought and mind than just living at the whim of your emotions. And I made that argument with regard to you ladies in the previous episode. If you want to be more reasonable, rational, logical, less narcissistic, less selfish, less crazy, you're going to have to think bigger than your emotions. Take a listen to this. All right, so this is the second most highlighted passage on Kindle. Listen. If you are miserable in your old job and managed to get a new one, you might be happy for a few weeks or even a few months. But if you had spent years conditioning your body to be addicted to misery, you would eventually return to that old emotion because your body would crave its chemical fix. Mm. Your outer environment may have changed, but your body will always believe its internal chemistry more than its external conditions. So it remains emotionally locked into your old state of being, still addicted, to those old emotions. That's just another way of saying you're still living in the past. And because the internal chemistry hasn't changed, you can't change the expression of your genes to make new proteins in order to improve the structure or function of your body. So there's no change in your health or your life. That's why I say you have to think greater than the way you feel to make any real lasting changes. There it is, people. You have to think greater than the way you feel if you want to make any lasting changes. No wonder this passage is the second most highlighted passage of all books on Kindle. And just take a minute and think about how many books are on Kindle. And that should give you some perspective. <laughs> uh. 
Oh, here. This might have been uh, Bedros uh, Killian. I think that's how you pronounce the guy's name. Uh, kind of a masculine podcaster guy. Uh, he had a very interesting take right here. So take a listen to this. You will not find a purpose-driven man who is also anxious and depressed. Because when a man is dedicated and committed to his duty and purpose in life, in reaching his fullest potential, there is no room, there is no time, there is no space for the devil to play. And the devil shows up as shame, as guilt, as depression, as anxiety, as loneliness, as hopelessness. That's the fact. If you're feeling all those things, it's because you are ignoring your higher calling. You know you're meant for more. Conscience is literally knocking on your door in the form of depression and anxiety. And that's why so many of you are suffering. There it is. And that, that was more for the men out there. You, you have to be purpose-driven. You can't sit around feeling lonely and depressed and sad and thinking about the past and, oh, I woulda, coulda, shoulda. That's the devil whispering in your ear, whispering to you as the, the serpent whispering to you as it whispered to Eve, do as you please. Right? Remember that from the Paul Harvey, if I were the devil speech? See, these words are symbology, people. They're pointing to human traits characteristics, thought processes. They are analogies. They are myth. They are roadmaps. Remember when I said that last episode too? Religion and all that kind of stuff are frameworks, roadmaps for you to look at the world but then also look at yourself. As above, so below. The duality, the yin-yang, the masculine and feminine. And here, I want to play this for you. This is uh, Tucker Carlson talking to Andrew Tate, okay? And feel however you want to feel about Tucker Carlson and Andrew Tate. If you want to believe the propaganda about these guys, that's fine, whatever. But what these guys say in this clip is literally, Andrew, Andrew Tate here basically sums up everything I said in the last episode about dating and relationships. And I found this to be validation. Take a listen. Becoming less happy in the West, I think it's very obvious. What accounts for that? How can you be happy when all the men around you aren't men, right? We are the most beautiful union that God has possibly created on the planet. A, ma a feminine woman and a masculine man. This is the most beautiful union that can possibly exist. It raises children the best. Both parties are happier. Both parties gain. It's a net positive for everybody. There's no negative. There's no downside. But if you destroy one side of the equation, then the other side is going to be completely and utterly miserable and unhappy. How as a woman can you be happy if you can't find a man who you believe can protect you, provide for you, sticks up for you, has morals, has principles? There's none of those men left. So then what they do is just go from man to man trying to find it. And by the time they've been through enough men to maybe find someone semi-close to it, they've been through too many men to ever be happy. And then you have the absolute destruction of Western society. And then you have the absolute destruction of Western society. Women are becoming more unhappy these days is what Tucker Carlson kicks this off with. And Andrew Tate says, well, no shit, because there's no masculine men anymore. And so you ladies need to jump from guy to guy to guy. You need a high body count to try to find that needle in a haystack, that idealized man, perfect man that you have conjured up in your brain 
that is proven to be less than 1% or 2% of the population. So good luck finding him, ladies. But everything I'm talking about in this show kind of goes right back to everything I was talking about in the, in, uh, the relationships and dating episode. Nice guys finish last. Nice guys finish last. And that's a fact. Or, excuse me, or I thought that was a fact until I listened to this guy. Take a listen. There's a reason why Nice Guys Finish Last has stood the test of time and it's a saying because women punish men that pedestalize them. Nice Guys Finish Last is a saying that simps use to try to justify why they don't have a woman. They're nice guys. No, they're not. They're losers usually. There's nothing nice about being a clingy, desperate loser. Actual nice guys do pretty well. But that's one of the phrases about them. Anytime you hear a guy be like, Nice Guys Finish Last, it's usually some loser that's creepy, clingy, and has nothing going on for him. Listen, bro, I'm a nice guy, but I have an edge to me, which makes me not as nice. You're saying simps are nice guys, right? I'm saying that not nice always. guys finish last is not necessarily true. Here's a saying that people say, women like assholes. No, they don't. They like guys that can be confident and aggressive, but it doesn't even have yeah, to be a kiss, right? Like I can tell like an edgy joke to a woman where I joke about like a dress or something. That's going to hit a lot differently than calling a woman fat and old, right? Yeah. One of those is like aggressive and confident and edgy, and the other is just mean. Nobody wants to be an actual asshole. That's not yeah. like a fun experience. Yeah, so I've never been creepy or clingy. <laughs> uh... But I think I agree with the other guy. Nice guys finish last has stood the test of time because guys get punished for this, that, and the other. Whatever. I don't want to get back into that episode, but on second thought, I'm going to play you one more clip. Here's this girl owning her behavior. And ladies, I think you might need to hear this. Take a listen. So I lost the high value guy because I had all this masculine energy in my head that that's how I thought relationships were supposed to be because that was like my first serious relationship is the one with a weaker guy, right? And what didn't he like? Like, what like made him go away, if you don't mind? Who? The high-value yeah. guy? I right. was argumentative. I was rude. I was demanding of things. I was nagging him all the time, complaining about everything, making his life more difficult. Like, men want a woman or, like, a woman to be their peace, not to give them more stress, especially, like, an entrepreneur, CEO, people that are very high-value and deal with a lot of stress in their work environment and in their day-to-day life with other men and, and money situations, when they come home to you and they're dealing with their woman, they don't want more stress. So if you're adding stress to their life, like sayonara, they don't want to deal with it. And they're not sayonara. going to. I know we got to hit the super chats. The only thing I'll add is advice for guys out there is you still need to try it. Because a lot of times girls will come bring this energy up front. From my experience, if you set strong boundaries, put girl in their place up front, a lot of girls will do a 180 and then relax yeah. more into your masculine energies. I mean, ladies, I feel bad for you. So many men have become so far from what a man is that you don't even know a man when you fucking have one sometimes. And we men need to find a way to let you relax into our masculine energy. If you bring more stress into our lives when we are trying to be high-functioning providers workers, warlords. <laughs> a man is going to be a man whether you like it or not. Choose your own level of involvement, ladies. Because <laughs> as soon as you think you got us and we decide it's not worth it and we turn around and walk away, that's when you start chasing us. 
So just accept it. Just accept it. You want to relax into a man's masculine energy because then you get to be the feminine. You get to be the bringer of the spiritual into the physical. You can give birth to other human beings. That's magical. The power that you have is godlike. And so, ladies, do us men a favor and wield your power wisely for you, for me, for all of us. People, let's move on. It's time to play some punk rock. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. All right, people, welcome back to the show. Sorry about all the hard P sounds. Uh, I had my monitor volume up a little bit too loud, and I know I've been popping on those P's pretty powerfully because I say things like politics and punk rock podcast over and over again, and perspective and perception and pop, 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 pop. So sorry about that. Um, so it's been a few days since I did the last segment that you just listened to. This is segment three. I'm going into the punk rock uh, segment of the show. And I was talking about Obama in segment two. And since then, guess what? His private chef ended up in the drink. This is an interesting story, considering there was recently news traveling about some guy saying that he sucked the president's dick. I wonder... If there's a conspiracy theory in here somewhere, I wonder if the guy told the chef told the guy that he was going to talk. And then maybe the other guy went and talked first. I don't know. I'm spitballing here. But apparently this guy drowned. And this isn't the first time a president's private chef drowned (laughs) in uh, American history. So that's an interesting story. And here's another interesting story. This is a guy talking about Yuri Bezmenov and the divide and conquer agenda and pitting people against each other. And this is what they do. They stoke the culture war anytime they're failing on policy. Just like Dave Smith said, he was exactly right. And just like Joe Rogan said about the CBDCs and the more power and control and China's supposed to be the new model for the new world order, yada, yada, et cetera, et cetera. I got a couple clips for you. Here we go. Take a listen to this gentleman on the Sean Ryan Show. 
they go start watching Yuri, Yuri Bezmenov. Have you ever watched Yuri Bezmenov videos? He talks about ideological subversion. He talks about the steps of it, how long it takes. I believe that a lot of what's going on in America right now, it's the old basic, a house divided cannot stand. Let's divide these guys up every which way possible. Yep. And then let's start picking them apart. Yep. Let's start turning them against each other. And that's what I see. That's what I see. I think that's the biggest problem because I think that if we were more united as Americans and less divided, I think that there's nothing that we couldn't overcome or defeat. I agree with strong families, strong masculine and feminine in a household, strong progeny, teaching them the right lessons, teaching them community, teaching them how to sustain themselves. That's how you do this. That's how you fight back against this. No wonder they want to tear all of that apart and prevent that from happening, people. They don't want any of that stuff. They want to take more power and control over you. They want to enslave you. That's the facts. And if you don't want to believe me, take a listen to Klaus Schwab telling you that China should lead the new world order and the rest of the world should follow. Premier Li is the ex-premier of the People's Republic of China and a member of the Chinese Communist Party Central Committee Politburo Standing Committee. Premier Li has a distinguished career in public service, having led the economic and social development of three major provinces, Zhejiang, Yangshu, and Shanghai. He has also been instrumental in opening up China's capital market, attracting foreign investment and innovation and creating new urban areas to address land scarcity. Premier Li took his office this March at China's National People's Congress at a critical moment when China adopted new COVID control measures control. that started to boost economic development, control boosted economic development, and international cooperation. Social ties, international cooperation. Control. More control. More control. More control is what the plan is. My fellow Americans, and you guys know that I'm beating a dead horse at this point, this band, I have been trying to get permission to play this band on the Politics and Punk Rock podcast for a while now. They finally reached out to me, and I am so excited to bring them to the show today. Ladies and gentlemen, making their debut on the Politics and Punk Rock podcast off of their 2000 and 13 release entitled Tales from the Last Generation. Here's Adrenalized with their song 
the prophets and the wise. people that was the band adrenalized they're basque they're from europe and i'm gonna read you the lyrics to this amazing track the prophets and the wise right now here we go we live in the ominous present of an uncertain future we all have already bet and we are alone to face the test apocalypse is soon so listen to the prophets and the wise as bombs are falling from the sky and everyday madness what we deserve you don't know what to pray for because you know you're the real guilty your hearts filled with hate for humanity destruction we all know that is the only solution so that we can rebuild our own tomorrow Listen to the wise. Bombs are falling from the sky every day, every 
day. I love this band. Adrenalized, you guys are awesome. Thank you for letting me feature your awesome tunes here on the show today. And I'm going to play you one more track from Adrenalized, Tales from the Last Generation. This song is awesome. Here we go. This one's called The Empire of the Greedy. people that was adrenalized with their song the empire of the greedy and i gotta read you these uh these lyrics as well here we go the undefeatable fists of evil fall upon our heads controlled by four their eagerness our downfall their intention is clear so what's the option to choose if we can't answer to the question of who our enemy is that can mean only one thing. Unless you want to pull the rope that holds your necklace attached to their iron hand. Unless you want starvation at home. is your duty to resist. Because that's the only option you have to choose if you can't answer to the question of who your enemy is. That can mean only that. We have failed to see through shadows. We have taken the bait. But when we open our eyes, we prefer slavery. We shall prevail. We must take down the empire of the greedy. Those who are the giants now shall always regret this infamy. So what's the option to choose? If we can answer to the question of who our enemy is, that can mean only it's ourselves. People, Go check out Adrenalized 
They are awesome. One of my new favorite, or actually my old favorite, I've known about these guys for a while, punk rock band. Just added these two songs to the politics and punk rock playlist on Spotify. Go like and follow the playlist. That's the show, people. Go to the website, politicsandpunkrockpodcast.com. Buy some merch. Read the show notes. Um, Click on the SoundCloud link to check out my music. Uh, Click on the Spotify playlist link to go check out the playlist. Take care of each other out there. I'll be back soon with more new, brand new, awesome, informative, thought-provoking episodes of The Politics and punk rock podcast. America, America. I love you guys. Thanks for being here. Fuck yeah, America people. I don't know, maybe let's try to save it. I love you guys. We'll see ya next time. This has been episode 153 of the Politics and Punk Rock Podcast, entitled Perception versus Perspective. We'll see you next time. Nobel Prize winner Russell wrote at length about how vaccinations filled with mercury and other brain damaging compounds would induce partial chemical lobotomies and develop a servile zombie population. Diet, injections, and injunctions will combine from a very early age to produce the sort of character and the sort of beliefs that the authorities consider desirable, and any serious criticism of the powers that be will become psychologically impossible. Bertrand Russell. Over a hundred years ago, eugenicist social planners said that they'd use mind-altering drugs to control the population. By 2007, more than 20% of the U.S. population were on some type of prescription antidepressant. But in the case of foster children, a sector where the state has total control, at least two-thirds are forced to take a cocktail made up of, on average, seven psychotropic drugs.